This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four <laughs> Questions. Yeah, journalist Spotlight, we're doing it now. Yay. Yeah. All right, we got to, who got to? Uh, come on, no, oh, Christopher King. Christopher King, that's who we got today. Forgot my name already. Christopher, <laughs> I, I wrote it down here. Christopher King, it's written down right here. We talked it's all the time, here. man. I know, it's a good... Chris, like Christopher, I know, I know. So what station are you with? Channel 05, Channel 5. I got the big I'm five free, right here. I'm a freelance reporter. Yeah, I'm a freelance, freelance reporter. Freelance reporter of Channel 5. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, here in Atlanta. So, Chris, so tell me first. Uh, so we kind of already said, okay, you're a freelance reporter. So <laughs> so you're, you're general assignment, right? So you're doing whatever yeah. whatever the news of the day is, right? Mm-hmm. With a little bit of, hey, maybe I'll suggest something once in a while and and the uh, producers will, will listen to what I'm saying. Well, every day, every day you have to pitch a story. You know, you yeah. have to pitch at least a couple story ideas. So, you know, well, as you know, um, there are times when I'll be calling and saying, hey, you know, what, what do you have? You know, anything interesting or whatever? Um, because, you know, you're in the public relations world. You very often have good connections and have good story pitches. Um, but, um, you know, I'll just check around with like, you know, the different police departments, different cities, different activists. So I know different, you know, people who are just regular people or whatever, you know, right. and check on social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, next door, all that, all that good stuff. I'm trying to story ideas. Kind of look and see what's trending, huh? What's, what's, what's trending, trending on, what's trending on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, look, and, or, or not so what's trending on Twitter, but just what's interesting, what will um, make the viewer say, huh, I didn't know that, what will make them go, wow, um, you know, what is important, um, you know, what is big, what will make people stand, sit up and look and say, oh, wow, I'm glad I saw that, glad I found out about that. So uh, give us a little background. So you you were at uh, you've been a couple of places before you got back to Channel Five here. So let's let's kind of walk through that a little bit. You want you want, you want the resume? <laughs> oh, yeah, just the just the high points, just the just the just the good stuff. That the, the low points. Just just the good stuff. Well, we'll get to the low points later. <laughs> I want to remember the time where I was forced to do a UFO story. Yeah, no. Oh, you told me about um, you, did, you did tell me about that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that another time. Uh, yeah, uh, I started off uh, a number of years ago back up in New York. Um, I started off with a uh, as an on-air reporter with News 12 New Jersey, then went over to WNBC, um, then went to uh, become a freelance reporter. Um, I like to freelance a lot um, with um, CNN and with CBS NewsPath. So I was doing uh, national network stuff with them. And then um, I came down to Atlanta, wow, a long time ago, back in, I guess, wow, almost 15 years ago. Um, I worked for CBS 46 for about nine years and then went to um, become a weekend anchor. Well, I was working with CBS 46 as a general assignment reporter and, um, and capital reporter. I covered the state capital for about four years while I was in session at the CBS 46. And then I went out to Las Vegas to become a weekend anchor out there in Las Vegas. Um, actually um, helped that station win an, win an Emmy for our coverage of the, um, the Las Vegas Strip shooting. That time back on October first, back in twenty seventeen, that was a crazy yeah. night. And then um, went from there to Iowa to become a main anchor at a station called KGAN Iowa's News Now. And now I am back here in Atlanta as a reporter. So did anything? Was it just, was it the job that brought <laughs> back to back back to Atlanta or, or something else? Or? Well, I, I, if truth be told, I was yeah, I, I was the victim of COVID cutbacks. Uh, they came to me and they said, hey, you know, we like you. We like everything you've done. We've done everything you've asked. We, 
be the last of you, but, you know, because sales were down at the station in the final quarter of, I guess, what was it, 20... 2020, probably? 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they had to make um, cuts across the station. I think they cut about 5% of their staff across the, uh, across the network, across the company. And I, unfortunately, was one of those casualties, and now I'm back here, and I'm happy to be, happy to be back. I I've, too much information. I've been I've been a casualty like that. I, when, I, when I worked at oh, CNN, yeah. when I worked at CNN, I was a. When were you uh, there? Uh, I was there from uh, ninety nine to 02. So uh, we missed each other by about four, four, three, four years. Okay. Yeah. So I I ran PR for the uh, the education division, what was then called Turner Learning. So you were you, you were here in Atlanta? I was here in Atlanta. Yeah, we had we had a show called CNN Student News that we did and. Couple other educational things across the different Turner networks, but we were, as I tell people, we were a non-profit, non-revenue generating division that Ted Turner had started up when he started CNN. And uh, after the AOL Time Warner, Time Warner merger, the accounting department realized we were still there and fixed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why are those non-profit people still there? there? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. are they not making money? Why are those not? Why are they, they're not making money. Why, why, what? What are they doing for the company? What brand right. recognition, community service? Yeah. What are we? Right. With the accounting department, we don't care about that stuff. And they've got these. They've got. They've got these things called salaries too. Why are they making? Why are they earning money and not yeah. bringing in any money for? Yeah, that's right. That. That's right. So, <clears throat> are there? So I always like to ask this. You know, for for PR people or companies or nonprofits or experts who want to be part of the magic, want to connect with Chris King and be part of your stories. What, what do you suggest? What's your What's your uh, magic sauce for them to connect with you and connect with Fox? As in, what should they pitch? You mean? You mean well, um, what should what should they pitch? Or how how should they be thinking if they if they want to? You know, if they got a product or a company or a service or an event or something, how should they? What, what what's an important thing for them to be thinking about before I'll tell they? You and tell them. I'll tell you and tell them what I tell my young producers um, wherever I've worked. What about the story makes you go wow? You know, or to put it in more uh, blunt, uh, more early terms, what makes you go holy <laughs> blank, you know, right, right. about the story and <clears throat> work backward from there, you know, and pitch the story that way. What about this is so interesting that this must be seen, you know, um, and it could be, you know, virtually anything, you know, um, you and I have talked about this before, you know, you don't want to just come out with some story idea that doesn't really have any basis in what's happening right now you, you want to make sure that this is that your stuff is timely it has a, a relevant news hook to what's happening in the world today for example you know um let's just take the pandemic you know i mean i, I suppose a lot of stations a lot of viewers are getting tired of the pandemics so that may not be a good pitch let's go instead let's go with um well ukraine for example um I think that a lot of stations right now are looking for, you know, almost anything that deals with the conflict over in Ukraine right now and anything that could um, help to humanize uh, what's happening over there um, and help to um, bring it back home to people over here and really matter to people over here is what's important. Also, for example, um, like the other day, can we talk about what you and I have talked about? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, for example, the other day, um, you know, when you um, tell me about the uh, the woman who um, had those social media pages um, uh, uh, to try to raise more awareness uh, for the people uh, over in Ukraine. That was something that was interesting, you know, something that we don't didn't hear a whole lot about. You know, I mean, we're always looking for different ways 
to tell the story of Ukraine. Um, you know, there are a number of people, you know, here in the Atlanta area or, you know, throughout the U.S. who have, who know people or who have people who have some type of connection to Ukraine. And that's fantastic. You know, we want to hear those stories, want to humanize those things. But we have to think about what about the story separates it from the other things. What makes a story unique? What makes a story interesting, noteworthy? What is going to make people want to sit there and find out about this particular person or this particular story, this particular aspect? And what is it in the story that you can do to make it resonate, to make it connect? And usually that means finding somebody who crystallizes what this is about. Um, for lack of a better phrase to put it in uh, more simplistic terms, find out who the star of that story is going to be and fashion the story around that particular person. Um, and that's a good way to start uh, with pitching something. But, but always make sure, you know, for the, for the public relations folks out there, but always make sure that that story has some specific resonance that's going to make resonance, not residence, resonance that's going to make people sit up and go, oh, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I saw this. Right. And, and of course, a- and of course, TV needs a certain visual component, right? That doesn't oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it, 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 that's, yeah. that's critical. I thought there was a smoke, but yeah, 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 it has to be visual, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are stories that, that, that are great um, newspaper, magazine, and radio stories, or, you know, are, are great you know, online stories or what have you. Um, <clears throat> but for multimedia um, and for TV, um, you have to have a visual aspect to it. You know, what is going to make people want to watch the story as well as hear the story? And that's one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily connect with, you know, um, g- really strong visuals, you know. Um, and again, you know, um, like, OK, well, let's just take our story, our, our Ukraine story, for example. OK, with that one. Yeah. OK. There weren't a, a whole lot of visuals here in Atlanta to, to, to work with. Um, beyond the um, beyond yeah, the the, uh, of- the the the, the web pages, but there's a lot of visual stuff to work with in terms of what was coming from Ukraine from the feeds, what have you. So, and from right. that perspective, we didn't have to really worry about a whole lot of visuals over here. That kind of that story kind of tells itself. Um, but if you're doing a story that's not necessarily um, that, that doesn't have the advantage of having international network feeds and everything, you really, really need to think about what is going to sell this story, what's going to get people's eyes riveted to this, what's going to be the most interesting thing, you know? Right. And you have to really, really think about how to make it as compelling as possible. You know, and you've got to think about, first of all, what you should think about is, do I want to watch this? Me, personally, you know, do I want to watch this? And if you don't want to watch it, why would anybody else want to watch it? <laughs> no, no, wait. But I, I, was, I was still focused. If I'm not excited about a story, then why should anybody else be? Exactly right. I can't. I can't yeah, if, if you're not excited about it, you can't get anybody else excited about it. Yeah. I, had, I, had a, I had a client years ago. It was a, it was a, gas, it was a gas company, <clears throat> like, like natural gas, like home, home gas. And uh, they were announcing some price changes. And they wanted to do a press conference to announce the price changes. And so we were rehearsing it and they, they were walking through the, how they calculated the price changes. And it took the guy about 15 minutes to explain. I said, I said, I'm sorry, but that is the most boring thing I've ever heard. So you need to do that in about 10 seconds and you need to make it a little more interesting. And I said, and oh, by the way, what kind of visuals do we have for this? And the guy's like, like, well, a- the guy's like, well, you know, I'm just going to stand in front of the podium and do this. 
I said, and you're gonna, and you're going to be surprised when, <laughs> when no TV wants to show up. And, but this is important. You know, gas prices are changing. And I'm like, yes, it is. I said, why don't we go to an somewhere where there's a pipeline or something or this or that or somebody's house and do it there? No, no. I want to do it at the Atlanta Press Club in front of the podium. That's that's the way I want to do it. And I would just. Yeah, I think I think we got some radio and some print. But uh, yeah, I don't think we got any TV on it because that was a. I mean, there's no visual to it. You got to you got to you got to figure yeah. out the visual. Got to figure that out. All right. So you so know, what are you know, what are I want I, yeah. I, I want to make I want to add something on to that because yeah. you just you just got me thinking of everything and I was just thinking back to my days when I was covering the and I'll, I'll use that as an example. You know, we had a lot of stories you know that were pretty dry because they were political stories. You know, but what I tried to do was rather than just do a story just on the policy or, or on the politician, I would try to find who does the story affect. You know, who is this? Um, who is this? Right. Who 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 has who has the most skin in the game, for like a better phrase? So, for example, when we when we had the medical marijuana issue, you know, I went and I found parents whose children um, were suffering with multiple multiple seizures each day, and talked to them. You know, and that really made it, that really personalized the story. I mean, because how can you not identify with a parent who's trying to make their kid's life better? You know, not trying to, you know, who, 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 how can you not identify with a parent who is trying to help their kid have a healthier life, help, in some cases, save their kids' lives, you know? And I remember one time I'd gotten into a, uh, into not a tussle, but I would got to a back and forth with a news director one time who didn't, who, who'd gotten tired of these uh, state to capital stories, who gotten tired of the politics and, and this was a story that we had to do. It was um, the, the the state lawmakers passing the medical marijuana bill back in I think it was 2015 or whatever. And there had been like some drama the year before. Like even though one party controls the capital, they couldn't get there. And even though the, the bill passed through every um, uh, committee on both sides of the um, of the capital, um, and even though there was like maybe I think something like a total of like maybe several hundred votes for and only three votes against. It wouldn't pass in, in 2014. Right. So finally, they got it to pass. You know, after all these parents were lobbying these lawmakers, you know, <clears throat> they finally got it to pass. And the woman whose child the bill was named after, um, she had moved out to Colorado so she could um, get medical marijuana for her child uh, to help try to you know, improve her child's life. And, you know, she'd come back basically to a hero's welcome, you know. I mean, both sides of the of the house chamber were just packed. And they're standing up with a standing ovation and everything, and they're applauding. And, you know, people were crying and everything. And it was a so – not to not – to, not to simplify things, but it was so visually compelling to see this, to right. see this really great story of a mom – Mom trying to save her kid's life has to move to come to a different state, has to support the family to save her kid's life, um, you know, and is, has been lobbying lawmaker for years and years and years. And finally, you know, it all culminates in that one moment where, you know, they come back to this hero's welcome and she's wheeling her child down the aisle and people are standing up and applauding. And I fought to get the story done. We did a story. And that's what you have to do when you're pitching a story for in public relations. Think about what is it about? This is going to make people go, wow. Oh my goodness, or make them want to cry, or make them want to, or make them want to think, or make them laugh, or make them whatever. But just what is it about this story that's not just interesting, that's not just important, but it's going to make them just stop and look and rivet their attention to that. It's a really long way to get to that. That's good. That's good. (laughs) All right. So, so here's the hard question. So, 
Yeah. What What is the coolest thing about Christopher King that people might not know about? What is the coolest? The thing coolest about? thing about me? What is the coolest I'm a thing? Boring guy. No, I'm no, a boring you're not. no, you're not. Wait, what's the coolest thing about you? I don't know if this is cool, but like I, do, I've got hobbies. I mean, I. I All right, well, I like okay. To, what, what, do you, what do you like to do? <laughs> I can play the electric bass. Um, okay. I'm not very good at it, but uh, but I but I love playing it. There are times where I'll like it's so. I find it so soothing. I'll fall asleep with it on top. <laughs> Why you're you, you're a, you're so a music hard. you're a music puts you to sleep? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> which, which is good because it's not too strident. That's you know? good. That's, that's um, relaxing. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also still compete in track and field. In oh, okay. In age-appropriate races and everything. Um, I, in fact, I took the gold medal in the 100 and the 100-meter dash in my age group um, in Nevada a few years back. And I took the silver in the 200 and the 400 here in Georgia several years back. In my age group, you know, I can't race with a young twenty-five-year-olds anymore. They'll no. maybe look at, they'll embarrass me. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't, e- I can't even hike with it with these young these young scouts that I go out with. They're like they're blowing me. They're they're, they're blowing up the they're blowing up the mountain. I'm like I'm coming, I'm coming. I got my walking stick. I'll be just wait for me at the end. I'll, I'll be there. Slow and steady wins the race, right? All right. So what what is what's the uh, so next question? So what is the last book you've read or the last podcast that you listened to that you want to share? Last podcast. Okay. The last book I read was a book. Um, well, I can't remember what the author's name was. I'm embarrassed to say. Right. Title is fine. Title's good. The, 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 the Black Count. Um, it was, it's about um, Alexander Dumas um, and his, um, and um, his lineage. Um, there's Alexander Dumas, um, the general um, who was a general actually in Napoleon's army who was born in, was he born in Haiti? At any rate, he was, um, his mother was black, a black enslaved woman. His father was a French nobleman who um, actually was a gambler. And to, to pay for his gambling debts, he sold his son into slavery. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Thanks, and Dad. So, 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 so <laughs> at any rate, and that son was, was Alexander Dumas. And, um, I guess years later, the, the father felt guilty, went back and rescued his son from slavery and raised him, you know, as a French nobleman. You know, he's this, this biracial kid in France. And, you know, he learned, you know, horsemanship and fencing and archery and apparently was a physically imposing guy and became this like and, and rose up the ranks of the French military um, and became a general in Napoleon's army and actually became a threat to Napoleon. So Napoleon had him, had him exiled actually and ended up dying in exile. And he was the father of the, um, the author, um, Alexander Dumas, who wrote the three Musketeers and the Count of Monte Cristo. Wait, okay. So the, so um, the de- father and son had the same name? Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. <laughs> he was the grandfather of Alexander Dumas, the playwright. So I didn't so realize there were, were three different ones. Okay, all right. So, so there were three, three Alexander Dumas. So the right, grandfather okay. general. Yes, yeah, sorry, go. Yeah. Okay, good. That, that's good. I, I'll have to check that out. Okay, so favorite yeah. local restaurant. What's your favorite place to, favorite place to go find some good food? Oh, you're going to tell, find, tell people where, where they can find me. I don't go out a whole lot these days. Um, I like Cafe Sunflower a lot. That's a, that's a good vegetarian right. restaurant. I all right. Like vegan uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, favorite, mm-hmm. gu- favorite guilty pleasure. If it's the base, that's okay. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. All right. All right. Uh, favorite it's vegan book. chocolate cake. Vegan, vegan. Uh, yeah, that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't 
tell people. It's funny because I got some vegan chocolate cake for a friend of mine for her birthday. And she's like, you got me health cake? And she tastes it. She's like, oh, my God, this is so good. I'm like, yeah, because there's sugar and fat in it. That's why. Yeah. It's like people go to McDonald's to get the Big Mac and fries and Diet Coke, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, have a salad. favorite local getaway. Where do you like to go to get away? I like to, you know, it's going to sound so boring. I like to go to the track to get away. Um, I like to go there. I'm not going to say which places they are because I don't want to give them away. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple of uh, local private schools, actually, that have some really nice tracks, um, like, you know, professional right. surface type tracks. Yeah. And I go there and they're, they're, there's like almost nobody there or maybe a couple of people there. And it's just so peaceful. I mean, yeah, it's strenuous because I'm sweating and panting and like about to die. But at least <laughs> I'm doing it without <laughs> anybody else seeing me like looking you know, very undignified. That's great. That 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 works. That works. All right. So we've been talking with uh, Christopher King, Chris King, with who's yeah. uh, you you can see uh, almost every day of the week here and there on Fox Five, different times, different days, different shows. Right. That's right. Different times, different days, different shows. Yeah. Except I've not been on the early morning shows, which of course I just jinxed myself. So now the next thing I know, I'll be called in at one in the morning. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, I think the. I don't think anybody's. Well, let's see. I don't want to say if anybody's leaving the morning show right now, but uh, yeah. So we'll, well, we, we'll, want, we want everyone to stay. We everyone stay. Everybody. Everyone stay. Everyone stay. All right. Uh, very good, Chris. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time today. This has been a, no another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. The pleasure is all mine, Mitch. Thank you.